What's up, everybody? It's Nick from 50 Campfires. And about four or five times a year, Clint and I and Camera Jeff head out on the road for what we call field trips. And this past June, we decided to visit the Rocky Mountains of Colorado on one of these trips. Well, we're back and we wanted to share kind of our adventures, what we saw, what we did, and uh, just, yeah, relive the experiences. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. I'm Nick from 50 Campfires. I'm Clint from 50 Campfires. No, it's not really our vibe. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Happy Tuesday. How are you? Hopefully it's beautiful wherever you are. Hopefully it's amazing wherever you are. And we just got back from a field trip. Where we were was beautiful as well. And where we are is beautiful. Wow. We are living a beautiful life. You're right? really positive today. I am. I'm trying to keep everything up. I'm inspired. Good. It's about Man, time. I'm feeling it. Are you that. inspired, Camera Jeff? totally <laughs> oh he's got an earlier vibe where it's like hi everybody so uh yeah clint and i just got back from a trip um to the u.s virgin islands <laughs> just kidding no we were in colorado usa uh making our way around the state and i was actually there for a few days longer than you hanging out at the gopro mountain games the 50 campfires team put on over a thousand miles traversing back and forth and through the rocky mountain range over the river through the woods days to the rocky mountains we went yes That's and true. it was fantastic we uh we flew into denver <laughs> christopher thinks i've got some whiskey in the cup hmm. untrue i never drink whiskey this early plus it's tuesday there Tequila either tuesday. is or isn't whiskey in the cup it's schrodinger's cup it's whiskey in the jar <laughs> by the way Whiskey in a jar? Whiskey in a jar. Uh, so, yeah, we flew in. We went up through Fort Collins, up through Estes, and then kind of all the way down through. And we have a couple of picks to, uh, to Thanks, talk about Jana. the she trip. Thanks, Jana. She says, back. It was so quiet without us. That must mean we're loud. That means we're loud. And I know loud and annoying here. I don't know what your vibe is no, around I'm, the office. I'm relaxed and calm. Is that your thing? And angry. And calm. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most calm, angry person I know. It's he's so, odd. He's always so chill and angry. And what? So what was your what was your uh, let's it's your top moment of the of the Rockies field well, trip. So I think we should first kind of paint a picture of what this is like. So you and I go out on these field trips with cameraman paint Jeff a picture, and if you will. camera Kylie. We jump in a vehicle. Uh, the last couple trips we've been in a GMC truck. Yeah. So we jumped in a full size GMC Sierra Denali. It was pretty. It was pretty rocking. Uh, flew into Denver and headed north to Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And nice Fort town. Collins, the thing that's so cool about Fort Collins, it was a beautiful town. Yeah, it's kind I of a it. college town. Yep. It's in the foothills. It's not really mountainous. It's still at elevation, but it's not crazy. 9,000 breweries. 10,000, I thought. <laughs> no, there are more breweries like per capita there than anywhere I've ever been. It's, I mean, it's everywhere. And some of my favorite beers made there, right? We we passed the Odell Brewery on the oh, way in. We're Odell. like, oh, man, if we had a week just here by ourselves without a camera. You and I both, we we were we were we really wanted to pull in there and start drinking yeah. mercenary. I, I would have, <laughs> hey Joe, hey Mary, Mary loves whiskey in a jar. Mary, what's happening? Joe Kozik, what's up, brother? So we went to the New Belgium Brewery, which for those of you that might not be familiar with New Belgium, you probably are familiar with one of their beers, which is Fat Tire. How could anyone not have heard of Fat Tire by New Belgium? Well, the thing that I thought was really interesting that we learned is that New Belgium is fourth or fifth largest microbrewery in the country. Which is crazy to me. It is crazy. They still have this really kind of like hometown rootsy vibe going on there. We sat down. One of my favorite events that New Belgium puts on across the country is the Tour de Fat. Right. And it's a biking kind of local event that they put on all in cities all over, the, all over the country. That I nothing about. Well, we hung out with the dude that I came up with that. Yeah. 
it was it was pretty cool. So cat. one of the things that we did when we were in uh, Fort Collins was we did our campfire session. So sweet campus. Oh, oh. Campus so they call their brewery a campus. And I heard that word before, sort of before we really checked any of it out. And I was like, oh, that's a little pretentious. <laughs> but as, as we walked around and saw the entire facility, yeah. well-deserved name. It, it totally is. is incredible place and they own a lot more land outside of just where the where the current campus is yeah where they can expand on it but i just shared a link down below one of my favorite nights of the trip was we did our campfire sessions at the new belgium brewery so our campfire sessions are where we usually traditionally invite a musician into camp with us mm -hmm. and they play a couple songs for us around the campfire and we record it and kind of make a whole big deal out of it's it. It's always fun. We did something unique this time. I just shared a link uh, down below for you folks on Facebook and folks on the podcast. I will share the link there as well, but we recorded two local musicians around a fire pit uh, at the new Belgian brewery while, while we were hanging out. And there you go. Drinking new Belgian beer and awesome. catching some summer cool vibes. Fire pit too. Yeah, I've never seen a fire pit like that. They kept trying to convince me of what it was. I'm like, really? No, you're so gullible. They're like, you know what those... So they have this fire pit that looks like it's made out of tubes. It was a three-dimensional, yeah. And he's yeah. like, because you know what that's for, right? He goes, we do like a burrito night. We put the burritos in there, light up the fire pit. I'm like, I really? Still, I still insist that that would work. You could do that, especially the ones that were like closer to the flame. Is there anything that would work? For sure. It would work. All right, so Mary's asking if we've ever tried three sheep's microbrewery. I never no. have. Where is it located? I would like to know where it's at, Mary. Maybe I, we should maybe we should put this in one of our next trips. Before I had kids, I spent a lot more time at microbreweries. Mm. Now I just sit on my back porch with a microbrew. Although I will say that it's really cool how almost every microbrewery that I've been to is like super family friendly. Oh, like totally. that, it's a cool vibe. They have like yard games, dogs, yeah. kids. Absolutely. Uh, Jan's asking what our favorite new beer that we tried is. Um, so my flavor, my palate. What's your flavor? Evolves my favorite. <laughs> my palate evolves over the course of the of the year, depending on the weather. Ah. And what I'm really into right now is uh, tropical fruit IPAs. Really? Yeah. The one I like the most that I don't. Ooh. Sheboygan, Sheboygan Wisconsin, which just is fun to say. Where we will be in August. Are the campfire's team is heading through Sheboygan on our way back out of Door County. Sweet. On our way back to the Twin Cities. So we will add that to our list, Mary. Thank you. I tried a sour at New Belgium that I really liked, and I don't remember the name of it. What about that beer we tried? We were in Colorado that was brewed with hemp. Seed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I've never quite experienced anything like that before. It didn't have any THC in it or nothing nope. like that. Nope. No, but get... it sure it smelled. It was very odiferous. It was very odiferous. Yeah. What were you saying the rest of the night? You'd burp? And oh, like, your burp, yeah, your burp smelled like you're in a Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah. I mean, it was like, but it's Colorado. That's the, that's the vibe there. It totally you know? is the It's vibe so there. funny. People, yeah, like, if you're going to Colorado, and like, oh, you're asking me about this thing that's legal there? Like, that's not a, it's not a weird vibe there. Not in Colorado. Not, not in Colorado, it's not, so. Uh, but that was, uh, that, would be, that beer was good. It was pretty low alcohol. It wasn't very high alcohol content. No. That Mary, I want to know if you're saying no good. way that will be in Sheboygan or no way that uh, Clint drank a beer that was brewed with hemp seeds. <laughs> the beer was tasty. All right, it so moving good. on from Fort Collins, we went to Estes. Yes. Which I was calling oh, I got Estes a Fort Park. Pick there you could show. Oh, hey, let's, let's, let's show this pic. Hey, oh, sorry, that's us in front of the new Belgian brewery sign. Yes. Um, 
it was try the Nittleberry or Uber Joe. All right. Oh, all yeah. right. Great. I love going to a brewery with a recommendation in hand. Both of the musicians we had were fantastic for campfire sessions mm -hmm. and this particular evening. So in that picture right there, you're kind of cuddling up with uh, Michael Kirkpatrick. Who I was am. Awesome. You should really click the link fantastic. that I posted uh, that takes you to the podcast. It's the newest podcast that we put cross out. Cross-Eyed Crow. He's, it's correct. He's saying Cross-Eyed Crow, which had a... Did you put both performances in one podcast? Or yes, what did you do? they're he both did. in one podcast right now. The live version. We have other versions of their of other songs that they did okay. that will be coming out in subsequent. Yeah. Is that the correct word, yeah, Jeff? Definitely. Subsequent podcasts <laughs> for your listening pleasure. Cool. Very cool. Um, so that's us. You've got Clint, Michael Kirkpatrick, myself, and then uh, Grim Fossa. Yeah. Wow. You guys got that. Because I, I, that was a tricky name for me to remember. Yeah. Very unique Good job. name. Good job, Jeff. So that was our stop in Fort Collins. From Fort Collins, we drove to Estes. And for a while, I was calling it Estes Park, which is what it is called, until I realized that the locals don't call it Estes Park, just like the locals of Jackson Hole don't call it Jackson Hole. They call it Jackson. Well, Estes is a city. Well, I'm going to call it Estes. Yeah, so that's why the locals call it that, because they're not referring to the park. But there is Estes Park, and there is Estes, the city of Estes. And in Estes, beautiful. I don't know place. if you have any pictures of this, but in Estes, uh, I don't. We went uh, fly fishing and we went on a four by four tour. We well, got the picture. I do of the have fly a picture. Fishing. I do have a picture of that. And I do have a picture of. I have a picture of the four by four tour here. That's fine. Yeah. So we went on uh, this off road four by four. This is a, was a Toyota, I think, a Toyota Tundra or something. They like ripped the doors totally off. Totally modded it. Ripped the back off of. And when I say ripped, it was very nicely done. It was awesome. But we went rock crawling and we totally went up to. Totally custom. Yeah, it was cool. Roadside four by four tours. Yeah, wild side, wild side, wild side. Wild Remember side. that part where they had like the kind of what they call it, the roller coaster at the end? Um, so they had these hills that you would go up and down. Roller coaster alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Throw you right up out of your seat. A little bit of zero G's when you're coming back. So we had a super fun trip on that on that off road ride. We went for like three or four hours. Yeah. And then immediately when we pulled back into the parking lot, literally immediately we had a we we're wearing shorts because it was hot out and now the sun was setting. And we went uh, fly fishing. And I have two two pictures of the of the fish we caught. Beauties. Beauties. Oh, hey, look, look at, at those bros. Hey, that one needs to be full screen. So Hey, look at is, me. Look at us at our... This is Clint and I outside of Estes Park, Colorado. On the Thompson River. On the Thompson River, fly fishing. The big Thompson. Big Thompson River. And we went through Kirk's fly fishing store. Yeah. And that guy is killing it out there because he not only does he have the store but he also has a private stretch of the creek yeah he owns the land on yeah the creek. so you can go down there and there's no one around it's not overfished and so that's the first time i had waders on first time i had a fly pole in my hand fly rod I fly think it's rod called. and so but the we, first time i had those water pants on those water pants oh okay got it yeah go on but we were talking about how you know we both grew up doing a ton of fishing here in the midwest yep. but this was a completely new experience for both it's a whole different vibe to be able to get out on a river in the mountains that are kind of being fed by the the snow that's melting up top and that's how the flowage is dependent and catching rainbow trout and brown trout so who has the prettier fish you guys that's what i want to know oh, Let, let's check pictures? it out oh yeah i got i got All two right, pictures so let's see what we got here okay the first it. one i think is mine well, that's a pretty nice well, give looking Give him some fish. full screen here. Give, oh, a, oh, you... give that little beauty a little bit of uh, action there. So, oh, yeah. That is a pretty handsome trout you got. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I want to know, is anybody that's familiar with trout, do they have tougher mouths than a lake fish? Right? Is it like bonier because they live in the rivers and they have to deal with current and things running into them? 
right, so is that the next one? Is, that, or, that's or is or is there yeah, that rainbow trout's pretty nice. The guy in the picture is much more attractive. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you got a brown trout. I, oh, did, no, I got a rainbow. But you did catch a brown trout. I did, but that was the uh, no, you caught a brown trout. Was it? Yeah. I don't even remember. Ah, Ooh. I only caught two. Yeah, I think I only got. You two. didn't catch a cutthroat, did you? No, good lord. Everyone's after those. Yeah. That's like the hot fish to catch on the river. That's true. Yeah. All right, so that was cool. We hung out there. We did that awesome. whole thing. Um, then we drove to, where did we go next? We went down to Glenwood. We went no, on a crazy no, ride No, we drove down road. to Silverthorne. Silverthorne. The crazy ride down the road was two days later, Jeff. Boy, it's still in my head. Well, I, let me, I have to tell you guys a story about that. I don't know if I want to wait till we get there or not, but uh, the truck's trip was revealed after you guys left. Truck's trip was revealed. Uh, I'll just give you. I'll just. Ooh, Bill Miller says uh, both beautiful in a hot skillet. Oh <laughs> man, with some butter and bacon. That would have been. That would have been pretty sweet. They huh? were released. We did not oh, yeah. keep them, Bill. We released them back into the Big I Thompson. I think the River. Thompson Big Thompson's only catch and release river, right? There's sections of it. There's sections of oh, it that are catch works. and release. Yep. Right. Exactly. So we then went to Silverthorn, uh, where we. Yep, Silverthorn. Mm-hmm. Where we got up and we were up in the mountains. We went to one of the local state park, no, uh, national forests. Uh, so that morning, well, but that morning after the truck. That was, that was the crazy windstorm, guys. Yeah, we had a big windstorm in the night. But then that morning afterward is when we went on a, uh, a oh. guided hike, which was really cool. I don't know. I could forget that. We were yeah. hiking in Rocky Mountain National Park. Yep. Dude. That so we great. got up and into the park before the lines formed, mm-hmm. which I hadn't even thought of, but. We were in the park by 6.45 or something and went on this sunrise hike and everywhere, every direction you look, there was elk bedded down. Awesome. Right? They're bedded down. They're feeding. They're in the river. They were just, it was unreal. And also, that's that's definitely the pro tip if you're out in Estes and you want to get up to the park. Get up at literally like five in the morning. You have ways to share. Clint shot a video just on his phone. I got to do something with that. On our way out of the park, literally, there was a line that must have been a few miles long. Right, a couple miles at least of just people dead stopped, waiting to get into Rocky Mountain National Ma- Park. Many miles. Yes. What 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 is like what is worth that wait for you? For me, Mary, it's yes, nice. butter and bacon on fish. I'm not. I mean, Delicious. I for me that I'd have to be like it'd have to be uh, lunch with Robert Plant. Maybe I'd All wait right, that long. Let me let me plant a scenario for you. Although, so otherwise, no way. You man. have hyped up to your family for so long <laughs> that you guys are going to go to Rocky Mountain National Park for your family vacation. Sure. You get your kids up early. Your kid puts his ranger shirt on. Your your daughter's yeah, got her really, special hiking stick that she's saved for wow, Rocky Mountain National Park. You really go in some details you, with this hypothetical you, scenario. This is exactly what those people in the car were doing. I guarantee it. I know you're right. You you're pull correct. up to this line. And you're like, and then you have to wait hours. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. So that, your, your kids are losing their minds. I do believe that everyone Ugh. needs to see Rocky Mountain National Park. Everybody needs to see our national parks. However, one of the philosophies that Clint and I have been talking about over the last year or two is this idea that there's beautiful places all over the place, right? You don't have to go to this epic destination. Hey, Scott, how are you? Uh, you don't have to go to this epic destination to like get outside and see cool things. Right? There are beautiful vistas everywhere. And take that from two guys that have been in Acadia, and we've been in Rocky Mountain National Park, and we've been on the Pacific Coast, and we've been on the coast of Florida, and we've made our way down the Mississippi River. There's so many places. Sure. 
all over this country that are probably pretty close to wherever you're sitting right now to get outside and do something awesome. And there's also a lot to be said for out-of-season travel as well. So we were there just before tour season really started rocking. In Rocky Mountain National Yeah, Park. everything was still gorgeous. The crowds were fewer, and it was awesome. It was the same thing with my wife and I's anniversary is always in October, and so every time we go on a trip, you just bring a little bit more clothes. Right. Way less people, lodging's cheaper. As long as you're not planning on sitting on a beach. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. All right, so we drove from Silverthorne. We we did, we did some photo shoots and some video in Silverthorne. But then we got up and we drove to Glenwood Springs. Yeah, And Fantastic. Glenwood Springs is a place that I would go back to again. Yeah. We stayed Agreed. at this place called the Glenwood Canyon Resort. And the Glenwood Canyon Resort is situated on the Colorado River, mm-hmm. uh, just outside of the town city of Glenwood Springs. But connecting the resort campground, we stayed, we camped right along the river, Connecting the campground to the city of Glenwood is a paved hiking trail that follows the river. The Glenwood Canyon Trail. Appropriately named. <laughs> so we hiked. It was about a 42-mile hike, 45 minutes it took us. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it's a hike from the campground into town, and it was pretty awesome. Because cool. when we got to the campground, the, the trail ends at the Glenwood Hot Springs, which is the largest natural hot water, hot spring pool in the world. In the world. And Massive. I don't want to spoil any surprises, but yeah, you decided to show it. off your uh, diving skills. <laughs> I decided to show off my water sliding skills. <laughs> and we got into this huge, I mean, it's massive. It's like 10 swimming pools. Yeah, it's right? ridiculous. It's like 10 Olympic pools yeah, put together. Ridiculous. The thing that I thought was so interesting about that place that I had never heard is that Glenwood Canyon Pass is beautiful. Yeah, oh, we were there. Mind-blowing. Remember, we were, all of us were in awe when we were pulling in, driving to oh, yeah. Glenwood the drive Springs. drive-in was beautiful. Just, like, jaw-dropping mm-hmm. cliffs. I mean, it's incredible. So it's one fantastic. of the things that I thought was so cool about that hot springs was that the water recycles itself every six hours. Yeah. So the hot water comes in from the spring, works its way through the pool. They recycle the water. They treat it. And then it goes out to the river. Yep. And that happens every six hours. This massive pool refills itself with 104-degree water. Uh, well, okay, yes, there, the one pool is 104 degrees, and then the large pool is 93 degrees. They actually cool that pool down. Because it comes in at 122, 123 Ooh, degrees. Too hot for me. Yeah. And Which it's is, a nice town, too, if I recall. We had oh, that, that beautiful brewery. There. Yeah, we went to the, the yeah, Glenwood awesome. Springs Brewing Company. I think that's just Something what like it was. That. Yeah. yeah, and we had, we had dinner there. Hey, Chris, how are you? So uh, this might be a good time for me to plug. If you guys not, have not entered Anchor Camp this week, do it. I've posted the link. Uh, if not, yeah, I did. I did post the link. If not, I don't know what you're doing because we're giving away. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? I don't know, I don't know why you're wasting your time not entering. We it's a pretty sweet lineup of gear this year. Yeah, we got six hundred dollars worth of gear that we're giving away every week. Yep, yep. For the next like seven weeks. Pretty sweet. Okay, and then from there, then we were down to, so after Glenwood Springs, we went down to Crested Butte. Oh, man. So we got on this drive. This is the story I'm going to tell you guys that you missed. So we went from, uh, yes, we are making a trip to Texas in 2019. Actually, if things come together, I, that reminds me, I need to make a phone call. I might be coming to Austin uh, in August or September. For the tensile. No, for the uh, Tiny Home Jamboree. Uh, Scott, we are making our way through Michigan in August. Uh, we will be on the west coast of Michigan, coming in on the ferry on yeah. the SS Badger, yes, and working our way around Lake Michigan in August. 
Yes. Uh, in Texas, potentially end of August, beginning of September. And California, I will be there in two weeks in the Redwood Forest. Holy smokes. Hey, Sandy, how are you? It's like, a, it's like we live on the road or something. It was like uh, three hours to go 87 miles. That was actually my favorite part. I to, Through the I to, mountains. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Kirkpatrick Ugh. was like, man, you know. Sandy, I, what's up? I camp and everything, but looking at what you guys do, it's like you make all the content for nomadic lifestyle, man. I'm like, it's actually kind of, that That's is kind of what camping what is. Doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we we took this road. <laughs> Excuse me. It was three and a half hours for how many miles? 87. 87 miles took us three and a half Ugh. hours. It was all like a single track, just about. Not half really. of it was dirt. It was a track and a half wide uh, dirt road that our car got caked. The muffler got caked. The running boards got caked. Everything was caked. So much so that the next day, cameraman Jeff borrowed the hose at the KOA <laughs> campground just to wash what on the truck. Guy. But I continued in that truck. After I dropped you guys off at the airport, mm -hmm. I continued in that truck to... Uh, veil the GoPro for games. the GoPro games, and once you know that, when I pull up at the hotel, who's standing there but the head of communications for GMC? Mm. And he takes one look at this brand new truck that he delivered to us with 800 miles on it, hands the keys directly directly to the valet, and makes the guy go run it through the car wash because he, the car can't be seen like that. Really? You're like, oh, we were driving like, around oh, all week. We, like we kind of put it through its paces. Uh, no, but that truck was awesome. It was great. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. So we went to, uh, um, where were so, we on our trip? So Crested, Crested Butte. Butte is, I, I want to go back to Crested Butte, man. Yeah. We hung out there for a little bit because we had some time before we met the guy we fished with. Yeah. That, like, that vibe is really, really cool. And they, somehow they've, met, they've managed to maintain this very tiny mountain town feel i don't think there was a single building that was higher than two stories no for sure i mean it is and it and i don't know if they if it just kind of naturally happens or if they talk about all kind of keeping the same thank you barbzilla barbzilla is liking our story time right now <laughs> and we're kind of reliving this week that we spend together because we haven't talked about it yet in the whole. You, did you like even i think crested butte more than any of the, uh, those other because I, lo I love mountain towns in general yeah but when we pulled in and we drove through Crested Butte and I'm kind of looking at all those storefronts, I'm like, do they have like a monthly meeting where they all make sure that they're kind of keeping the same vibe? Oh, like planting yellow flowers. We're kind of doing everyone. this walnut grove thing <laughs> in the mountains, you know, like they're not, not no one. You, well, you remarked on uh, at one point, you're like, I just saw the first modern home that i've seen yeah. all week long yeah like a big angular kind of dark well i think that's because of the snow though as well sure well that same day though we went to that ghost town yes yes we went to the ghost town uh yep. gothic colorado yes where we saw ghost town and the rocky mountain biological laboratory yeah. i have never felt like a bigger idiot in my life than <laughs> attempting to interview a scientist at the Rocky Mountain Biological Try, Trying to hang with, with people hey, that man, are I'm cool. That. I can do this. And he's like, yeah, so uh, I've got 45 years of blah, blah, blah experience doing wildflowers on the bottom uh, of this. So what's your favorite plant? Oh, what color do you like? Yeah, really great <laughs> like, questions, yeah, Nick. Oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> really throwing him a curveball there. Very cool place. Um, Gothic is a very interesting tiny yeah, town sure that had the first building is still standing there that was built in 1888 yeah. or something That's like correct. that right around then yep and uh the fact that that town continues to weather you know i don't even know how many it said 12 feet of snow every year or some ridiculous right well they get snowed in 
because yeah. they don't maintain the you road between leave. Crested Butte and Gothic. Yeah. Right. And that's why everyone had like we get once we get closer to Crested Butte, there were as many like snowmobiles in people's yards as cars. Like everyone yeah. had snowmobiles because you have to, right? You have to get out. Yeah, you can't get anywhere. I like the guy, the director of that place, actually spent one winter there and was just snowed into town with him and his wife. And you're like, how was that? Because you're like, you were looking for some like, I oh, like that was that. the hardest living of ever. And what he said? He said it's great. It was great. Yeah. That was that was a really nice winter we had. Ugh. Yeah. I don't right. know, man. So one of the one of the weirder things that we did on this trip, I've been looking at this picture that we're going to share next. Yeah. One of the weirder things that we did was we went to a the Sasquatch outpost. So so, but first, if you guys don't know, uh, by now when we do these field trips, we like to do the roadside challenge. Is that we what do. we're calling it yeah, these days? The roadside challenge. And we look for the kind of the strangest local food we can find. Generally, it's gas station food. Yeah. And it's we, always, almost always gas station And we food. give it a little sample in front of a roadside attraction that we think is cool. Yes. So we went to we went to the Sasquatch Museum where it was actually really well done. It was in an outfitting shop. I was surprised. Blown I, away. I, I, Blown away. Really Highly recommend. Platte River, Platte River Outfitters. Yep. Oh, that's pretty good. But, also, pretty but also Squatch Store? Yes. Is that what it was called? Yeah, it was <laughs> it was really weird. So they had a whole Sasquatch museum. I highly recommend. And it's we did, legit. We did a hot roll there, didn't we? Where Clint walked in, he's like, hey, well, we're on a field yeah. trip and we want to shoot some video. He's like, okay, come on in. And I think it's five bucks for adults to to, to go into the, the, the museum that he set up and back. Yeah, show that guy a little bigger. <laughs> so great. Yeah, that was a... That was an interesting moment of our lives. And I would say, I would say that I probably had I not known anything about that place, um, I don't think I would have paid five dollars because I think I would have assumed that it wasn't well done. I'm still kicking myself for not buying the vial of Sasquatch hair they have for yeah, sale. They, the they had every trinket you could imagine. Because because he let us. Did you buy in. something, cameraman Joe? I wanted to, and I didn't. I wonder sure. if they have mail order. He, oh, I probably. Probably. He let us go into the uh, museum for free, and we Im- I immediately realized it's worth five bucks if you go there. Easily, I would, absolutely. Kids actually, are free or two We should have given him some something. money on the way out because yeah. it was that it was that worthwhile. <laughs> and more Bigfoot like memorabilia and stuff that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Hey, Alan. Thank you. Glad to hear that you think our Sasquatch visit was cool. It was. It, it was cool. It, was, it cool. was like, and they they were running. There's like tapes rolling back there. Lots of video. First person Sa- account. Whole soundtrack. Great yeah. Sasquatch I've got, a, I've got a good picture that Cameron Kyler great. took of me standing next to the uh, Sasquatch measuring chart. Yeah. I didn't even stack up. No. You're a tall bro. I am. Not next to Sasquatch. No. What did you just call <laughs> Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Squatch. Bigfoot. All right. So, um, oh man, what do we do? We did so, the roadside, oh, tiny, tiny town. So did, tiny I, th- town. I think I, for me, number one, for you guys, number one was the Squatch store. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's number two for me. I don't have a photo of it, but for me, number one was this weird little place called Tiny Town. When you read us the history of that place on our way <laughs> out of there, I was, it was cool. It's nuts. So there's a place that's right around in that area when you're kind of coming out of the kind of the southern east of the Rocky Mountain Range of Colorado, and you're going sort of uh, northeast up to yep. Denver. Be easy to find if you just type in Tiny Town. I don't remember the name of it. Tiny that. Town, Colorado. Where, yeah, type where that was in. that? But it's a roadside attraction, and it started, they're coming up on their 100th year anniversary because they officially opened in 1920. 
And if you're sitting at home and you don't have anything to do right now, it's trust totally me, worth. trust me and go to Tiny Town's page and click history and read the whole thing. Because I've never read a business or an attraction go through so many bizarre it. ups and downs in 100 years than this little weird place. Tiny Town is, it's all these little buildings that are two to three feet tall. You got inside one. It was one you can fit in. Yeah, I climbed in it. They should they should make that into a short like lifetime television film, the history of Tiny Town. It's it's the It'd be the weirdest place. thing they played on like. And you guys did not get a chance to meet the woman that runs it. Did not meet her. Wow. She was trying to stay away from us. What a character! Holy. She knew cameraman Jeff was from Wisconsin, and she really. She I, was from Wisconsin. I, I go I into there and like, so they have another shop where they have like fudge and ice cream and all this delicious stuff. And I went in there and she's like total. Uh, oh yeah, they covered Tiny Town on CBS Sunday morning. Oh uh, cool. Bill, outdoor Bill. Thanks Outdoor Bill. I go in there and I start giving her the pitch. I'm like, hey, we're 50 campfires. We're, we have the largest camping. What do you want? <laughs> Literally that kind of voice. She's got like purple hair. Just crazy. And I was like, uh, and then she ended up being super cool. She was like, uh, I should have recorded that conversation because yeah. that would have been a podcast by itself. Because she, some, there was a big, there was a door on the back that had like the big bopper painted on it. <laughs> and the guy who maintains the railroad is. Oh, is, our is, Bill right, seems to think it's for sale. Is, oh. We should have made him an offer when we were there. I could live there. That's crazy. So she, place, she's actually, like super into prints. And she's telling me the the guy who works on the railroad there is this incredible artist. He's working on this Prince mural that he's selling to some rich dude in town. Like, the whole thing was nuts. Super interesting stuff. Wait a minute. This all happened while you made us wait in the car? That's what we were talking about. She Not got cool. she she went deep into Prince, and I was like, oh, my God. She, like, wanted to know what it was like here when it happened, and she was, like, got choked up talking about Prince at one point. Man, the woman that owns Tiny Town. <laughs> it sounds like we're going to have some awesome content. We've got cool. videos coming. We've got an issue of the magazine coming. We'll have lots of social stuff coming. Yeah. But, I mean, and then I went to the GoPro Mountain Games. So I've sent you guys home on an airplane. I got back in the car and retraced our entire trip to get back to Vail, Colorado, where I witnessed my first GoPro Mountain Games in Vail. And I just I want to go actually, after hearing you talk about it. I just put it. an article together. It's on the site right now. If you go to 50campfires.com, it's one of the first articles you'll see. It's called uh, 10 Reasons You Need to Add the GoPro Mountain Games to Your Bucket List. Great. And so that just, I, I don't want to rehash it, but that's, go and check it out because it's it's worthwhile and I would like to go back. Is the video on that page as well? It is. Because that's a cool little summary of, it gives yeah, a good vibe of what it's like. just a little handheld shot that I shot with the GoPro camera on my cool. way out of town. And cool. Some of the highlights of the of the weekend there. And you and liked Vail? Oh, dude. I wish I could afford to live in Vail. <laughs> Vail is like this pedestrian city where there's really no roads that go through the center of town. It's all walking and bike paths. During the summer, tons of guys on long boards and one wheels. One wheels, I've never seen more in my life. Really? There was like gangs of one wheelers. Whoa. Yeah. No, it was really cool. Later, Sandy, have a great day. Um, Cheapest house in the city limits? I didn't even look. <laughs> I think, 1.2? I, I think in the off-season, the hotel room that I stayed in is like 450 bucks a night. <laughs> An off-season. Great. I don't think I can even, you know, there's snow on the ground. You're, I'm, I'm not a player at that. Right? No. Yeah, you can't hang. Yeah. Hey, Lisa, <laughs> how are you? It is so good to see everyone today. We are back from Colorado. We just shared, if you're just joining us and you want to know how to plan a trip through Colorado and things to see and do, I think we just gave a pretty good overview. That's that's a good way to do it. Uh, it was, you'd want as many days as we had because it was, we put on about a thousand miles in six days driving. But there, but there's, there are 
big pros to that. I mean, we saw a lot of different scenery, a lot of different topography. I mean, everything from, you know, like Gothic is, is it's a, its own totally different, yeah. weird vibe up there. Totally true. You know, but we've got lots of stories coming. There'll be more coming out. I think we're going to check in tomorrow. I put together a pretty sweet Father's Day gift guide. That if you're looking for something for dad, I've got some pretty good ideas for you. Really? Would you like to know what they are? <laughs> I think I'll wait I'll, for tomorrow. I think I'll wait tomorrow. for tomorrow morning to All check right, it out. I've got this prop here, so. What do you got there? Amp in oh, your camp. Oh, you're going to amp somebody's camp. Don't forget amp to enter camp. Amp Your Camp. The link is in the amp top post. Camp. I am Nick from 50 Campfires. And Clint from 50 Campfires. And we will see you guys tomorrow for our Father's Day gift guide special. Have a great night. Well, we hope we did our trip to Colorado justice. If you've never experienced Colorado in the summer, it's definitely something you should add to your bucket list. On top of that, if you never have experienced the GoPro mountain games in Vail, it's probably worth a stop as well. For more tips, tricks, gear reviews, recipes, and more, visit us at 50campfires.com. And please subscribe and rate the 50 Campfires Daily Outdoor Podcast. We'll see you next time.